Every Thursday, Andy Griffin sits down and hashes it out with the mayors of Southern Utah. What's going on in your town? Find out now. It's Mayor Thursday on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. Welcome to the program. It is great to be here. Andy Griffin with you live. We're at Hash House to Go-Go. Should be your new favorite restaurant here in Southern Utah. I know I love it. Uh, and, uh, again, Tyler Hunsaker has made it possible for us to host the Mayor Thursday, every Thursday here at Hash House to Go-Go. And this week uh, we've got Mayor John Pike. And, fortunately, Mayor Pike is well enough to get here. Last time I had him on, he you didn't sound good, Mayor. No. And I'm, I still don't have my voice back totally, but uh, and I cough a little bit. But I am on the mend and back to work uh, uh, this week. So anyway, it, I just had one of those colds that just kind of got me. I got settled in my, yeah. you know, in my voice and my chest a bit. So anyway, watch out out there. I I think I got one that was uh, going around my family, and uh, I'm grateful to be on the right side of it now. Yeah, no, crazy thing about that cold. First of all, it's not cold time of year. No, no. But it seems like there, there does come one every summer. My daughter got it. Did she? And she got pretty bad, kind of like you were. She was down and out. Uh, but no one else in my immediate family, my, my other daughter, my wife, or I didn't get got it. it. Yeah. And, and it's it's been a, you know, a week and a half, two weeks since she kind of got over it. So we're, we're counting our blessings and knocking on whatever wood we can find. There's no wood around here, is there? Just. I just do this, but that, that doesn't apply <laughs> to you. On your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, again, thank you for coming on, you John. Bet. You and, bet. And, uh, Glad you to know, be here. Service you do not only for the city, but also for the radio station here and the uh, listeners. Um, we, you know, we, we talked about it just a few moments ago on, uh, on Jeremy Larkin's show, but I want to talk about Joe Bocut and uh, yeah. what he meant to the city and what he meant to you uh, personally as a member of the city council, but also as a friend of yours. Well, I've known Joe for a long time because Joe was involved in a, in a lot of kind of key things. He was, you know, just so into to community and to serving. He was a, a, a Dixie Sunshiner, which is, you know, the kind of the ambassador arm of the Chamber of Commerce. He did that for I don't know how many years, long time, long yeah. time. I did that years ago, too. And so he was doing that. He was he was incredibly involved in the St. George Lions and, you know, had been the president of that, uh, that club as well as, uh, the, the Dixie Roundup Rodeo, which they exclusively sponsored for decades, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and he was, in fact, that is the business that he was doing when he was out and about, he was, he was doing rodeo business when he collapsed and, and passed away. Putting up signs or something. He was, he was putting up signs, and uh, was delivering back uh, or trying to a key to somebody, but it was on that on rodeo business. Um, he he just was an amazing person. Uh, you know, he was at last Thursday's council meeting, which I was not because I was oh, sick. sick yeah. And he was at last Tuesday's planning commission meeting, which I was around and saw him at that meeting. Talked to him last Tuesday. Um, he he'd been having some issues. But we didn't realize there were these this big of an issue, Seriously. you know. And so, so you know, Joe. But this is how if he could have scripted it, this is probably how he would have wanted it. In other words, you know, go out in service, you know, and and not have to uh, struggle and you know be home bound or something for right. for for years. But you know, way too soon for us to lose him. He played an incredible role 
uh, not just on the city council, but in the community. He was such an upbeat, positive person. You said you didn't, uh, you know, really know him, but if you've met him, um, you can tell he's a happy, yeah. a fun, uh, you know, kind of person. And yet on the council, he played a great role. Um, you know, nothing got by him. He asked great questions. He caught things other people didn't catch. Hmm. And he, uh, he took time to really be prepared for meetings. It helped that he was kind of our representative, uh, typically a non-voting member of the Planning Commission. Planning Commission, after staff, city staff, does all the heavy lifting. You know, they're appointed to basically be the first public look Mm-hmm. And and that's why they're not elected. They're appointed by the, the mayor and council. And so they have a tough job. He sat in on those meetings. It helped him even get better prepared. And then he would come to us and he'd kind of tell us kind of this is this was the gist of what was going on at Planning Commission. And that really helped us. That was his his main role at our city council meetings was being our link to planning commission. But he did so much more. You saw him at probably events here and there. Right. He was everywhere. Yeah. You know, he, he just really made it a, a goal to try to be to as many events as he could uh, and represent us, represent the city, and, you know, just represent Joe Boca. He just was, you know, uh, everyone that knew him loved him. Uh, and that's you know, and that's not said of most people. He just, I just don't know that he had any enemies. Mm. I really don't. He just, uh, uh, was, uh, was one heck of a guy and his wife, Rowdy, they were just two peas in a pod, uh, wonderful people. And she's of course, um, very broken up and having a very difficult time, but she is a trooper. She'll, she'll be amazing and, and, and do, do fine. But, but they were a, a, a duo and that's the always the tough thing when you're close. And I'm sure you are with your wife. Yeah. It's just it's going to be hard for anyone else to see you separated from your spouse at death. You know, because mm-hmm. they were just always together. Joe and Rowdy, Rowdy and Joe. And yeah. and so anyway, uh, uh, Joe's services will be uh, on Saturday morning at 11 a.m. At, um, at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, Stake Center on the corner of River Road and uh, 900 South. It's just shy of 900 South, actually, but uh, but right there, uh, that's a large building. We anticipate there probably be quite a few people there, and uh, I, I will be there. I'm looking forward to hearing even more about Joe's, uh, Joe's life. So. Yeah, and, and, and again, if you want to pay your respects, please drop by. Yeah. Uh, no one will be turned away. No, nope. uh, unless the fire marshal comes in because the crowd's too big. That's right. We'll deal with that if if, if we have That's to. That's right. And I know they're doing you know a visitation the night before and the morning of. I, I don't know the exact uh, hours for that, but I'm sure it's in the obituary, which probably hitting today. I would guess. I haven't seen it, but um, anyway, some nice things. Lots of nice things already being said about him on Facebook and and social media and in, you know in the uh, regular media as well. He's just, uh, you know, a uh, tough act to follow, and and we won't even really talk about his replace, replacement in that process yet, out of respect for Joe. But you know, obviously that will happen, and we'll start talking about that immediately next week. Yeah, we'll have all, all kinds of issues to sort through because yep. we do, do have uh, three seats coming open we as do. well with the election and stuff. So, but uh, like you said, that's something we can deal with after after yeah. the weekend and after. Yeah. After uh, Joe is uh, laid to rest yeah. and, and honored on uh, on Friday and Saturday, 
let's go. Uh, let's go to the phone line. We've got Seth on the line, and uh, Seth is with us uh, every week, just about. Seth, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm. I'm. Uh, hang on. Let me. Uh, I got an echo from the phone. Let me uh, get to it a second and turn the radio off. Okay. Well, uh, again, it's uh, Thursday, Mayor Thursday. We're at Hash House of Go-Go with uh, Mayor John Pike of St. George City. And uh, by the I'm way, uh, uh, he's back. He's back. Uh, I, I did want to mention three, we- I think three weeks from today, we're going to have uh, Mayor Rosenberg for Santa Clara on. It is, that's the day Swiss Day starts. Yep, and yep. so we're going to have Mayor on that very morning so he can Swiss Day oh, some of the events that they've got going on there. Good. Mayor Rosenberg's great. Sharp guy. Yeah, yeah, sharp guy. Is, uh, yeah, he is. He brings such a great uh, um, uh, head to the uh, to the area in terms of uh, his his knowledge of the rivers. You know, uh, being an engineer, he knows probably right. more about the Virgin and the Santa Clara River than about anybody I know. Not to mention, he has the coolest side job in the history of side jobs. He writes. He gets to go hunting and fishing and I write know, about it. I know. For uh, for Sportsman's Warehouse, isn't that awesome? <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. That's, that's a dream job right there. Except mine, I, I probably my dream job would be. Uh, oh, why don't you go cover uh, Dallas Cowboys for us? Uh, yeah, that'd be uh, fun. just just in your spare time, we'll yeah. pay your pay your plane ticket and just go cover it. That that would be my dream job too. But there you go, Seth. Do you have your dream job going over there at the farmers market? Uh, yes, sir. On Saturday morning, from about uh, nine to noon, and even if it is 110 degrees, it doesn't quite get up there till about five o'clock, and most of us are gone a little afternoon. So it's not so bad. It's under shade, and uh, we look forward to meeting the people. And, and there's always interesting people coming to the farmers market. So it's not. It's more of a social event. People buy things to eat and wander around and see what kind of uh, other things might be there for the well-being of the community. And, and for the mayor, I might recommend Dr. Seth now prescribes that the mayor run out and find some vitamin D tablets, uh, little tablets. And uh, if, if you don't want to risk that, go to see your doctor. And if it isn't between 30 and about 100, um, then you're deficient, um, and deficiency causes these things to happen to begin with, and then we don't recover as quickly when that vitamin D is, uh, no, we're not out in the sunshine uh, with a lot of our clothes removed, and uh, vitamin C, liposomal, and vitamin E, those uh, three vitamins, uh, amongst the other ones, are important to maintain our health. Yeah, hopefully, Mayor is on oh, that. Man. Sounds good. And and he needs to he needs to take a little extra something to keep that beard groomed. Mayor Pike has grown a beard since his yeah. recent trip to Bear Bear Lake as well. Yeah. Well, he he's trying to uh, you know sort of look like me, the mountain man, right? That's right. Yeah, That's right. In the city, a city mountain man. Well, uh, well, I do believe we shouldn't be supporting Gillette. I, I really uh, don't have this idea that men and women should look identical. Hmm. Well, I'm with you there, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want my wife with a beard. No, definitely not. <laughs> that's, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's sort of a, a hallmark, uh, uh, a way that that uh, throughout history men have carried beards with them, and only the wealthy pharaohs and stuff could afford a barber. Hmm. That's true. Well, my, 
my wife said in the next life I'll have a beard. She she's one of those uh, women that really likes beards, and so I just I I've, I don't know. I've never I've never um, had one for more than I don't know. I, at one time I think I had one for four or five months, mm. and so I thought this time well, um, there's no reason I can't do this except that I, what has happened is what I knew was going to happen. It's all silver. Most silver is the indispensable metal and we're talking on a silver connection and everything you do during the day is because of silver. But what I wanted to talk about today just a little bit is that I recently, I spent a lot of time on YouTube trying to research uh, subjects and I ran across the subject that called the recycle scam. And if a person would go to YouTube and type in the uh, query box there, um, recycle scam, um, this uh, scientist gentleman who is talking there has uh, honed the numbers down, and he said uh, nearly worldwide it's impossible to make a difference as far as profitability uh, and, and the idea that uh, if you have a... 10 pounds or 100 pounds of glass, how much is somebody willing to pay for paper or tin cans or steel cans? They're really not tin. And on and on. And the cost of transporting them to Las Vegas and the, the cost, if there were collection centers and people would bring them to them, uh, even then, when you consider all the costs involved, it's really hard to uh, make a make it a business proposition where in our economy it's worth the effort to do that um well i don't disagree with with what your i think the premise is i think it's uh i mean it's it's gotten very costly to do recycling and uh so for us it's going to be especially we're talking residential recycling specifically but for us when we over the next year and a half a little a little less than a year and a half is the length of the contracts for our cl- uh, trash collection recycling collection and actually also our recycling sorting and uh and then finally the the uh, uh management of the landfill out in you know Washington hurricane area and so all those those contracts purposely come due at the same time in January of 2021, we will be working in the next, over the next, you know, six months really hard to try to renegotiate those and connect them together really probably into maybe two contracts instead of four. And then one of the things we'll be, we will be looking at obviously is what do we do uh, in terms of recycling? We have a, a number of people that just, they want to do it. Um, we have uh, a number of people that feel like it's, you know, the right thing to do. What we, we've got to, you know, we'll have to help uh, everyone understand is it doesn't necessarily save us money. You're, you're exactly no. right. Yeah. It costs money. Um, the question is, is it worth it? Um, it w- with all the things you mentioned, and there are many more, uh, are there, are there better, better ways to do it? Are there, should we focus just on certain things? Does it help us divert uh, those items from the landfill and have our landfill last, you know, uh, 10 years longer, 20 years longer uh, in the process. You know, all those things are, are worth thinking about. 
Um, we're there. There are new technologies, new things coming forward. They're not going to be fast enough for us to make our contract decision in the next year. But one thing we know, uh, we're not going to have the luxury, if you will, uh, of being able to send uh, everything we used to send to China uh, to be recycled. That's where we sent a lot of materials. It still seems crazy, the economics of it, um, kind of as you were hinting from that uh, website, I think you said, Seth, that really um, seems crazy that we don't do, if it is worth doing, we don't do more of it, you know, closer by. And what we're going to start to see because of the China market shutting down uh, over the last few years, uh, I think we're going to see more of that happen even within the state, uh, especially with things like cardboard. Um, which is actually quite uh, recyclable, and and we can still you know make a little money to offset some things with cardboard and and as you said metals. So we'll be working on that. But one thing is we we've we've learned a lot in the last uh, I'd say three and a half years as we've been doing it, um, and we'll just we'll just have to see what happens. But um, in the next year and a half, when that contract is is uh, replaced or you know. Uh, re renegotiated, whatever the case may be, because we'll go out to bid if we can't renegotiate it with our current vendor. Uh, then, you know, one thing's for sure, the recycling portion of it will cost more. Okay. And people will, and if, they, if it's going to do that, frankly, I think it's fair to give people a chance again and give them a longer time to, to be able to opt out. So, Okay, let me, uh, do you remember the Jetsons and the flying car? You bet. The Jetsons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't gotten my flying car yet. And uh, when I watched Star Trek, they had this uh, little machine where you would walk up to it and say, tea, hot, Earl Grey. And then the next you reached in there and there your tea was. And you didn't need a bottle and you didn't need plastic and you didn't need all these other things because they had a food replicator. Replicator, and, and I remember. So, uh, I would hope that maybe uh, whatever they put in science fiction ends up being science fact. So anything the uh, mind of man can conceive, we can eventually do it because, you know, we're just little mini-gods here and in training. And so I'm going to wait patiently. I, I hope I have enough time left so that I can have my flying car and my food replicator. That would be awesome. Thank, thanks for the call, Seth. Great to talk to you today. Certainly a hot button button issue right now, Mayor, is, is recycling. Uh, we've got another caller on the line. I think what we're going to do, though, we're going to step aside for a quick weather break. When we come back, we'll uh, go to line two and talk to that caller. It's Mayor Thursday on News Radio 94.9, 890 KDXU. We'll be back after this. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Welcome back. We're at Hash House of Go-Go. I've got Mayor John Pike, and uh, we've got, uh, yeah, if you want to just grab the microphone, we have someone here in person uh, who had uh, a question for the mayor. I got one of your concerns. Now, what's your name again, by the way? My name is Stephanie Grimwood. Stephanie, thank you for coming uh, on the air and coming to see us. Right. Big concern is uh, is uh, cars going too fast through neighborhood areas, in particular your neighborhood. You're really, you're really struggling with that. Yes, I live out in Little Valley off of 2000, and the speed that the cars go through there, it's like it's like they're trying out for the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. And this is a residential area. I've almost been hit. In fact, yesterday, the garbage man almost hit me. Wow. Um, and um, 
they have the two the high school out there and the junior high, and they're building Aspen Elementary School. Right. And I'm so scared because one day one of these little kids is going to get hit. Yeah. There's bus stops in our neighborhood, and people just drive too fast. Well, you know, perspective is a funny thing. When I was 17 years old, I lived in a, a similar neighborhood that you're in, and I used to speed up and down the road because I was an idiot 17-year-old, you know. Yes. And I remember one time this guy was standing out in the front yard, and I'm going by probably at 40 miles an hour in a, in a 25, and he yelled at me, yeah, slow down, you idiot, you know. And, and uh, I thought, what, you know, what, what, a, what a jerk, what an old guy, you know. Yeah. And fast forward about 20 years, I had little kids, and uh, there was a teenager speeding through my neighborhood, and I said, hey, slow down, you idiot, you know, and, and he looked at me like, oh, old guys, you know. <laughs> but it's definitely a problem, as, as Mayor yeah. was saying off yeah. the air, Mayor. Yeah, it's, you know, unfortunately, um, most people, if we were to, to do an unscientific poll, most people would say these same things, and they'd say, gosh, we need to do something more. Could we do speed bumps? Could we have more officers? Could we um, do the speed signs? And, and the answer is, to most of those, yes. Um, we, we have a policy of not doing speed bumps in the city. Um, they tend to cause other problems. They, they tend to cause accidents when people don't see them. And so they become more of a, a different kind of safety uh, problem. So we typically don't do those, but uh, we do try to spread around those speed indicator signs. And on really some of the problematic places, we rotate those around the city. We bought an additional couple of those over the last couple of years. Um, we have some that are permanently installed, but those are typically on, on down hills, you know, where people right. just can kind of get away from you, like on uh, Snow Canyon Parkway and Red Hills Parkway. Mall Drive. Mall Drive. Yeah. I've had one for a long time. I see that one all the time. Yep, me too. And, and it flashes at me and says, slow yep. down, dummy. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and, you know, those things do tend to work. And why? Because um, one of the reasons we don't want the people behind us to know we're speeders, you know. That's right. Uh, you know what I mean? Peer pressure. Huh? Peer pressure. <laughs> so, you know, some of those things work, and we're trying to do more of them. We've hired some additional officers. Obviously, there, there are, you know, limits to the dollars we can spend on officers. But um, And then there are other people that get mad at us for hiring more officers because mm. then they get tickets, you know. And, and so we're trying to have a balance here. But really, uh, traffic problems cause a lot. I mean, how many times do we hear or read on the news uh, an accident at this, you know, location. I mean, we have accidents every day, multiple times a day. And uh, if people would mostly slow down, not be distracted, you know, with their phones or whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, and if they would not try to run that yellow or pink light, as my dad used to call them, uh, if they would, you know, just be, and be, be careful, uh, be observant of the traffic laws and the people and others around you, uh, we would have far fewer accidents. And mostly what we worry about are, you know, pedestrian or injury accidents. And, you know, when we have that new school, when it's built out there, uh, it will, that will mean more cars, more people, more children in that concentrated location. I can tell you this, we will patrol it more when that happens. And we are not, not forgiving when it comes to uh, speeding in school zones. Our officers are right on it and uh and we we issue more tickets in those areas probably than many others but but still the other thing we talked about off air is the unfortunate thing is in your area it's 3210 east uh, just off 3000 east most of those not all of them but most of those people that are speeding they're your friends and neighbors and so we got to somehow all police our somehow police ourselves a little bit 
and remind ourselves, hey, this is our neighborhood. Uh, these are our children that are at risk. You know, let's just kind of slow down just a little bit. You know, I, I'm always in a hurry. I don't yeah. know about you, Andy, but yeah. Stephanie, I'm, I'm, I'm always in a hurry. But when we really think about it, how many times has that car we passed caught up to us by the, the next, next light? Yeah, that's true. So did, did you have any other ideas, Stephanie, just while yeah. we have you here? Well, um, I don't know because, you know, when you have those little blinking lights that say the how the fast speed. you're going, because yep. then as soon as you get past there, people just speed up anyhow. Yeah, I think sure. people just need to take common sense and just realize, you know, this is a residential area. There's kids here. There's dogs here. And if you're late to pick up your kids from uh, carpool, five more minutes isn't going to hurt them. Yeah. Yeah. That that's the that's the truth, and it's certainly not worth someone getting hurt. That's the key. It's certainly not worth someone getting hurt over, is it? So, anyway, good reminder to us all, thanks. and and thanks. Yeah, thanks for coming in. We love to have people uh, come in the uh, Hash House a Go Go Studio. Thank you, Stephanie. Really nice to meet you. Yeah, we've got uh, uh, looks like three people on hold, so let's go right okay. to the phone lines. We're on with the mayor, John Pike, Hash House, uh, a Go Go Mayor Thursday. A caller, you're on with the mayor. How are you? Pretty good. I got a question for you guys. You seem like pretty smart guys. Uh, okay. And I have a local landscaper that was supposed to come do some work for me. I've got about an acre and a half, a lot of, you know, tractor work and a lot of grass to be cut and stuff. And the first couple months he done all right, but now... I can't get him to come back and do the work. And I don't know whether I should keep paying the bill for it or just. So is he doing an installation? Is he doing installation work for you? No, this is just maintenance, you know, months. Maintenance. Months. Months to months. Well, a year I signed a contract with him and. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he's in breach of contract. Yeah, it does. He's not doing the work. Yeah, I, I would, you know, and it, you got to be careful when you have a contract. You might, I don't know, depending on how much that contract's uh, over, you might want to, you know, engage an attorney just to even fire off a letter to this this uh, person or company first to say, hey, uh, I'm, I'm just warning you, according to the terms of our contract, you know, you're you're in breach, yeah. and and if it's not rectified immediately or whatever, I'm going to, um, you know, uh, exercise my opportunity to to uh, you know uh, discontinue paying you. Uh, but you know, you might you might want to at least give them something in writing, whether you do it or you have an attorney do it, um, depending on what that's worth to you. But but there are certainly other options. There are a lot of landscaping maintenance uh, entities in the yeah. area that that I think do a pretty good job. I see some around that do commercial properties. I assume they also do residential. There's no way some of those commercial properties would keep paying them if they were flighty, you know, if they weren't. Yeah, he just a couple times says he's had equipment problems, and I, you know, felt kind of bad. So I expected, you know, I will get it fixed and be out in a few days, and this has been, you know, through the summer. <laughs> Pretty much yeah, I got done unless I did it, and I, you know, paid him. And well, so I'm a firm believer. Stop paying him at all, or just 
I wouldn't stop right away without at least maybe trying to trying to contact him and say, look, I'm not happy. You're not fulfilling your contract. Uh, at, you know, at a certain point, then you have to say, okay, you know, if you're not going to fulfill it, we're going to terminate the contract and I'll go get someone else. Yes. Yeah. You just don't want him coming back to you, you know, uh, without documented warning that, you know, he was in breach. He, you don't want him coming back to you saying, no, you're, you're in breach, you know? Right. So, right. You know, well, I've seen the pictures that nothing's been done. Good, good. Uh, there's yeah, a good man there. Well, little things I've done to make it look all right. But, you know, well, now, if you guys could just think about that, about a call you got last week about your recycling contract. Think about uh-huh. it. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Okay. Good, good to talk to you. Uh, Let's go. We got another caller on line two. Caller, you're on with Andy and with Mayor John Pike. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Uh, for, before I just uh, bring up my subject, I'd just like to say that Joe Bocott uh, was a class guy, and uh, we had a, uh, we have a development here where uh, the city street went right through it, and on that street was a street lamp that lit up our common area. And I found out later that it was, oh, at least two or three months, people were calling the city. The light was not being replaced. And I went ahead and called Joe Bocott. And you talk about a hands-on guy. Not only did he return my call, he went on in the evening to make sure he had the right street light. And within three days, we had our street light taken care of. And I, I got to thank him another time when they had that grand opening down the Hampton Inn. And, you know, as many people there, dignitaries and contractors, everything else, when I was talking to Joe, it was just like he was just focused in on me. And so, you know, he, he really was a class guy. And, and I was just shocked and so sad to hear of his passing. And, and, I, um, and I just wanted to give my help, heart's off condolences to his wife. But, but anyway, uh, the main reason I'm calling is that Red Cliffs, is that a city street or is that a state street going by the mall? Red Cliffs is a city street. City street, there okay. Parts, yeah, there were kind of parts of some of those streets that weren't, but it's essentially a city street. Are we talking about Red okay. Cliffs Drive? So the, the road that go, goes from Telegraph to Red Cliffs to River Road, is that the road you mean? Uh, right in front of the mall. Uh, yeah, by okay. Artists, okay, okay. Um, okay that's, well, not, that's not Red Cliffs. It's, uh, it's like, I think it's Red Cliffs. Well, there's Red Cliffs uh, Parkway, which is on the other side of the freeway. Yeah, and there's Red Hills, I think. Okay. Um, but but anyway, they're both city streets. Right. Okay, well, um, right there, coming out of the outlets uh, where the Panda Garden is, uh, they just had an article in the paper about uh, the devastation that red light runners cause and how it's a major cause of death by people running red lights. And i got to tell you, my wife and I, uh, we've... Uh, time that light coming out of the outlet center, like if you go to Panda, Panda Express and you're coming out, it is one and a half to two seconds long. And everybody wow. runs that light. And it's always been that way. And, as, uh, you know, for months it's been that way. And so if someone's looking down at their phone for just a split second and they don't realize the light changes, boom, it's, it's red again. So in that, in that, I'm telling you, if someone's in front, if two cars are in front of me, uh, just about one makes it, and that second one just runs that red light. And so it's sooner or later, uh, you know, there's there's going to be a bad accident there. So I think that's something that the traffic control should at least at least give at least five seconds and not two. 
But uh, I'm serious. It's only two seconds long. It's it's like a, if you blink, you miss it. <laughs> so I'm talking so, about but, turning left uh, to get on to to uh, to get on the red river road, red yeah. red yeah. cliffs. Yeah. Right. Um, um, well, turning no, no, no. Coming out, uh, turning right. You can't turn. Oh, you can turn left or right, or you can go straight yep. across and hit the hit the outlet center on the other side. Uh, right. Yeah, just. Coming out of the Panda Express um, uh, Center right there, it is so short. It's probably one of the shortest, it's, uh, shortest lights in St. George. Oh, I, oh, I see where, where you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's River Road. You're talking down down by the outlet malls. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's actually River Road at that point, I think, still. But but anyway, oh, okay. yeah, that is a, that is a very short light, although it's not two seconds. Uh, at least not when I've gone through it. Um, but but uh, that is something that we can regulate. It's It can be based on the time of day. I think they've got a camera on that one, so often it's based on how many cars are in line. Uh, but that is one that we can regulate, and I'll certainly have our guys look at it. Right. Right. And most of the time it's around dinner time, and, and I understand people getting out of work, the traffic's heavier on River Road. But, you know, at least I, I swear, Mayor, honest to God, uh, the last three times in the last two weeks, Two seconds, and it's and it's around the dinner time, and so that's probably why it's so short. But yeah, just five would be great. And thanks, uh, okay. Thanks, for, thanks for your time. I really appreciate it. You bet. Yeah, thanks you bet. Time. I'll have them look at it. All right, and, thank and you. thank you again for for the kind words about Joe Bocat. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I know that that is a universal feeling through the yep. community. Uh, yep. This, like, like you said, I, we'd be shocked if he had an enemy. Yeah, that's how. If I, he had one, I've never met him. Yeah, I've seen so. either. So. All right, we've got, we got a good commercial break in. Uh, when we come back, we will, uh, again, uh, kind of wrap up the show. It's gone really fast. It always seems to go really fast, Mayor, when, when you're in the house. It's, uh, it's There's like, always good good things to talk about with, with people who call in, and Stephanie coming in today, actually. That was fun. It's like speed radio when That's the right. mayor is on here. It just right. goes really fast. We want to thank Joe Shoney, local mortgage expert, focusing on uh, customer service. Joe uh, has been involved in local mortgage and finance for the last 25 years, specializing in home loans, refinance, reverse mortgages, and all types of loans with uh, excellent service. You go online to the social media survey. Basically, it's, it's a review site, and he has averages 4.91 out of five stars. And like I said, if you find a product on Amazon that averages 4.9 stars, you go buy it today. That's, that's how good those, rever- uh, those reviews are. Uh, thanks to Joe here. If you want to get a hold of him, uh, you can call them at 435-586-0063. That's 435-586-0063. Or you can email Joe at joe.shoney, S-C-H-O-N-E-Y, at nafinc.com. We'll be right back. Live from the Hash House of Go-Go, here's Andy Griffin. Thank you. I'm here at Hash House of Go-Go with Mayor John Pike of St. George City. A couple of events uh, happening this week. First of all, uh, Doc Utah in town. And uh, I was able to go to the opening game on Monday night and watch the, uh, watch the documentary put together by Dixie State uh, about the town of Leeds. Very fascinating, interesting. And they, they interviewed some old characters. I know we have plenty of those old characters in town, both in Leeds and, of course, in St. George. But I, I thought that was a lot of fun. And I know the city really, really supports Doc Utah yeah, and, and we what, do. what it's been able to do. We've done that ever since uh, the, the Doc Utah uh, Film Festival started. It's a great success, and, and they get in some wonderfully – 
uh, diverse, you know, films from all over the world. Thirty foreign countries represented yep. Yep. among the sixty-five films, yep. uh, and they're screening. And most of them are just not very far from here, right behind Red Cliffs Mall. It's right. the old Red the Cliffs old Theater, yeah. and they have some on campus. And then, uh, there's live music. Uh, people like the documentary might be about a band. They have the band then actually there singing uh, some songs for you and stuff like that. So it's really really cool. Uh, and then the, the other thing. And, uh, I don't want to take away from DocuTop because it's a great event, and if you can catch some of those documentaries, they're really cool. Uh, but uh, the thing my family is most excited about is the water park, which people have been asking about the water park on this show, on show. Yeah. forever. Yep. And we can finally say, guess what? There was a groundbreaking. It's happening. Mayor, can you give us a, a couple more details? Yeah. You know, it's, um, it is happening. They, um, as we've been saying, they've been doing some, um, some pre, you know, uh, uh, project work on the roadways, and they still have you know some work to do there. They yeah. widen Radcliffe's uh, Parkway, um, but uh, and they're connecting Middle, Middleton Drive with Red Red Hill Red, Red Cliffs Parkway, and um, and so uh, there's that. But what they're saying is they're they're planning to go to town. In fact, just while we've been on this uh, radio show today, I got a text from one of their people uh, saying they're ready to submit their final plans. Um, you know, to the city so they can actually, you know, get going and they're wanting to just see if there's anything I can do to, you know, move that along. So that that's, uh, you know, there are lots of things involved, as you can imagine, with building a wave pool. And uh, I think they're doing a lazy river. And a, b- a big one. A really big, big one. one, yeah. yeah. And, and a ni- I think they said 90-foot, was it, a tower with the big slides coming Yeah, it was either 80 or 90, I forget which. Yeah. But yes, with like four different, you know, slides coming off it. So, you know, this, uh, and, I, and I, you know, hope people understand, you know, I believe this is going to be right-sized. In other words, they're, they're not, this isn't going to be the biggest one you've ever seen. Right. But it will have good, you know, good uh, rides or good, you know, slides in it and, and the other uh, things we mentioned. And even some, uh, there are plans to have some, um, inside, in other words, some buildings there as well that they'll do some things year round. But uh, it, you know, it may not be as big as Seven Peaks or uh, you know some of the ones you've been to in other places. Yeah. But it will be big enough for us. And the key is we want it to be successful. Uh, they said at the groundbreaking it'll be priced right. Uh, so we certainly hope it is because we all want to use it. And of course, it's by the freeway. It'll be accessible. Uh, you know, people worried about the traffic. Certainly, um, that's going to play a little bit of a role in it. But uh, but we're widening the streets. You know, we're dealing with that as well at the same time, and they're required to help with that because of their uh, they're causing some of that. You know, right, traffic. Right. So anyway, I'm excited. They're hopeful that they're going to have that you know open uh, next summer. Obviously, they don't. Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. I mean, I always worry when they, you know, because I, I was hoping they were going to start a little sooner than this, uh, so they'd be for sure ready by May. They're, I don't think they're going to be ready by May, but you know, what, maybe June, July, maybe, maybe Fourth of July. Something like that. I, I would hope so. And I and I, hey, I plan to be one of the first ones to go down it. So I'll, I'll are be you, there. Are you going to go down one of the big scary ones, maybe? I'll, I'll go down anything they yeah? have. You really? Bet. You bet. You will, too, won't well, you, Well, I, I would love to, and I have in the past, yeah. but with my back, recent back yeah, surgery, I probably will not be allowed to go down the big one. Yeah, that's but, true. we got to be careful with backs. I'd really like to, but yeah. I, I'll probably spend most of my time in the lazy river because uh, I'm that lazy. Sounds, and that's that sounds river. fun yeah. to me, too. <laughs> so uh, groundbreaking was last week. Uh, we're hoping that's open by next summer. Yep. Uh, just a couple of things about that. Number one, they are going to take some of Middleton Road uh, and, and kind of – 
kind of cut it off and, and have it go over to Red Cliffs Parkway. Yep. Uh, that could create some issues. And I know there's some old-timers in Middleton that are like, how can you do that? You know, How can yeah. you take away part of our, our historic Middleton Road or whatever? But uh, with the widening of, of Red, Red Hills Parkway, I think that it will work out for yeah. the best, right? Yep. I think so. There are very few residents, uh, very few. In fact, I, I think there are none that are on that segment that's being closed, right, right. Uh, with the exception of the commercial ones on the, the kind of the, what would you say, kind of northeast end. Yeah. Uh, and they will have access still. There will be a little kind of a cul-de-sac created there. Oh, okay. And so the, the boat repair place and, and a couple of residents there, they'll still have access. 